When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast contains audio extracted from the Harry Potter Theory Extra YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we'll be discussing the life of the infamous Professor Severus Snape in under 10 minutes. With a life like Severus Snape's that created such public, not to mention infamous speculation throughout the wizarding world, it's easy to understand why so many of the videos and resources out there describing his life are so, so very long. But I know that not all of you have the time to sit back, crack open a six-pack of Fanta, and listen in for hours at a time. This, of course, doesn't mean that you don't want to know about Severus, you just have other places to be and things to do. I get it. So, it's to you that I dedicate this video, The Life of Severus Snape in 10 Minutes. Let's get started. Born on January 9th, 1960, as the only child to a muggle known as Tobias Snape and a witch called Eileen Prince, Severus was raised in the muggle dwelling of Spinner's End. If you've never heard of it, Spinner's End is a shabby suburb of Cokeworth, which is, in actual fact, a fictional town in the English Midlands. Throughout his childhood, Severus was badly mistreated by both his parents. On many occasions as a boy, he was physically abused by his father while his mother was more emotionally abusive and neglectful, failing to intervene when her husband would go after him. It's rumored that Tobias and Eileen Snape also fought with each other quite frequently, although it is unknown whether these fights between his parents ever resulted in physical altercations. Attempting to escape the misery of his home life, Severus would often spend his time wandering about the neighborhood of Spinner's End. As this was an area where the majority of inhabitants are muggles, most of the encounters Severus had with his neighbors were with people who neither descended from magical families nor had magical abilities of their own, so it was likely for this reason that Snape was so excited when, at the age of nine, he happened upon the Evans sisters, Lily and Petunia, and quickly became aware of Lily's abilities to perform magic. It is said that Severus almost immediately fell for Lily, and this really should come as no surprise, since he likely had little interaction with other witches or wizards at this time in his life, as it seems unlikely that his mother was hosting great big family gatherings with her magical relatives, and his father was a mean and abusive muggle. The sheer fact that she could do a little magic probably had him spellbound, pun intended. When it came to Lily's older sister, Petunia, however, Severus had a rather different outlook. In fact, it's said that Snape held great disdain for Petunia, which, in my opinion, seems rather warranted and was likely due to the fact that she made incredibly rude comments regarding his shabby appearance. After all, due to his relationship with his father, Zephyrus had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder when it came to muggles. 
It would also appear that his feelings of contempt towards Petunia were reciprocated. Not only did she insult his clothing and overall appearance, she also tried to undermine his character to Lily, calling him a liar and accusing him of fabricating Hogwarts in the Wizarding World. We can see evidence of this in the following conversation between a not-yet-eleven-year-old Lily and Severus. It is real, isn't it? It's not a joke. Petunia says you're lying to me. Petunia says there isn't a Hogwarts. It is real, isn't it? It's real for us, said Snape. Not for her. But of course, what Snape told Lily was true, and in 1971, the two of them received their acceptance letters to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and began their first year of magical education. Sadly for Severus, who continued to pine after Lily, the two drifted more and more apart the further into their education they went. This began with their arrival to the castle and immediate separation, with Severus being sorted into Slytherin House and Lily being sorted into Gryffindor. As the years at Hogwarts progressed, the divide between Severus and Lily continued to grow, and a rift with James Potter, who also fancied Lily, only made matters worse. The dislike between the two young wizards began on the Hogwarts Express before they even arrived at the castle in their first year, and continued for the majority of their time at Hogwarts. And before James had the opportunity to mature and grow up, him and his best mates, also known around the school as the Marauders, consistently made it their mission to torment Severus. The Gryffindor boys were constantly picking on Severus, and it was through their bullying that the friendship between Snape and Lily came to somewhat of an end, at least to Lily. This particular incident saw James lift Severus up by his ankles and expose his underwear, which resulted in Snape being so thoroughly embarrassed that he lashed out at Lily, calling her a mudblood, something she never forgave him for. In accidentally distancing himself from his former best friend, Severus went on to make closer friendships with his fellow Slytherins. It's said that, especially later in his tenure at Hogwarts, he fell in with a gang of Slytherin students, including Bellatrix Black, and her future husband, Rodolphus Lestrange, all of whom later became Death Eaters. In terms of his grades, Severus was a fairly good student, with a reputation for having excelled in the dark arts and potion-making from an early age. According to those who knew him at Hogwarts, Severus knew more curses and hexes as a first-year student than most of the school's seventh years. In fact, Severus has been credited as the inventor of quite a few well-known spells, including Levicorpus, Liberacorpus, Muffliato, Langlock, the Toenail Growth Hex, and his signature curse, Sectum Sempra. As we learn in the Half-Blood Prince, Snape was also an incredibly talented potion maker, as his textbook, which Harry acquired by accident in his sixth year, was riddled with notes and annotations that improved upon what was written in the text itself. In this book, we also see Severus's preference for his mother and her magical side of the family, as it was inscribed with his self-proclaimed nickname stating, this book is the property of the Half-Blood Prince. After graduating from Hogwarts, Snape joined the majority of his Slytherin friends and became a Death Eater. In his work for Voldemort, he became a member of the Dark Lord's Inner Circle, and was known by many as one of his most trusted followers. In fact, it was Severus who shared Professor Sybil Trelawney's prophecy about Harry Potter with the Dark Lord, after overhearing it during her interview with Albus Dumbledore at the Hogshead Inn. Tragically, it was this very secret that led to Voldemort targeting the Potter family, and that ultimately resulted in the death of his beloved Lily, Harry's mother. Before Lily's death, Severus begged Voldemort to spare her, but knowing how unpredictable the Dark Lord could be, he also went to Albus Dumbledore for help in protecting her. In exchange for trying to keep Lily safe, 
Albus asked Severus to become a double agent. Snape agreed and, even after her death, vowed to help Dumbledore keep her son protected from what Albus believed to be Voldemort's inevitable return. Severus then began teaching potions in 1981, also taking up the position as the head of Slytherin. The timing of this appointment, of course, aligned with his agreement to aid Dumbledore as a double agent. As a professor, Snape was incredibly biased and would frequently favour Slytherin students, sometimes even bullying pupils from other houses. Throughout the course of the series, we see him do so with a number of Gryffindor students, including Hermione Granger, calling her an insufferable know-it-all, Neville Longbottom, and of course Harry. Severus also had extremely high expectations of his students and only admitted those who had top grades into his 6th and 7th year classes. Due to his storied past with Harry's parents, Severus's feelings towards Harry were rather murky. He clearly disliked the boy and constantly insulted him. However, he did also save Harry from harm's way on many occasions, including counteracting Professor Quirrell's attempt to knock Harry off his broomstick and preventing Professor Umbridge from torturing him. For better or for worse, it would seem that some of the most courageous actions of Severus Snape were widely unknown by the greater wizarding world, as he frequently had to play the part of a devoted Death Eater in order to maintain his cover as a double agent for Dumbledore. Severus himself even requested that Dumbledore never tell anyone his part in helping the Order of the Phoenix and the Potter family as a whole. Then, in June 1997, Severus killed Dumbledore, but as we later found out, this supposed murder was part of a larger plan concocted by Dumbledore himself, and was done to help save Draco Malfoy from having to commit the crime, not to mention the fact that Dumbledore was dying from a curse. After Dumbledore's death, Severus convincingly played the part of one of Voldemort's most trusted followers. He became headmaster of Hogwarts in 1997, which enabled him access to Dumbledore's enchanted and sentient headmaster portrait, to which he frequently conferred with. He died near the end of that same school year on May 2nd, 1998 at the hands of Voldemort and Nagini. This was not due to the Dark Lord uncovering his double agent status, but rather Voldemort's realization that Dumbledore had possessed the Elder Wand and Severus had killed Dumbledore. Because Voldemort believed Severus was the owner of the Wand at that time, he killed him to gain the Elder One's loyalty. Before his death, Severus was able to share his memories with a conflicted Harry, to help him understand that his motivations had actually been pure and that he hadn't in fact betrayed Albus. Ultimately, Severus Snape is an incredibly divisive character who didn't always do the right or just thing, but who was utterly redeemable in his love and devotion to Lily. And with that, we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? Did I miss anything of great importance? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, always.